0: Good morning and welcome to the Markets Today pre market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Wednesday, the 21st of December, only a few days to go before Christmas. Ho ho ho. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only, so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick off, as always, with the scores on the doors. We had the Dow Jones closing up a massive 92 points or 0.28 percent, 32,850. It had a high of 235 up and a low of 108 down. Things starting to slacken off as we head towards Christmas and have Quite a narrow trading range considering we did have a very negative Dow futures on the back of that BOJ, the Bank of Japan move yesterday in slightly tickling up the top end of their rate. Uh, expectations there to uh, to 0.5 of a percent so that was a little bit of a shock from uh, Kuroda who only has two more bank of japan meetings to go before he retires in theory so a relatively benign session in the us all things considered and it does look as if the market over there is heading very much into christmas mode at the moment uh, as I say up 92 points on the down. the Nasdaq was barely changed one point higher S&P 500 was up four points so again barely changed so as they say not much to go on really the VIX index was down at nearly four percent as you would expect 21.46 that will probably continue to go lower no one wants to be long volatility over the Christmas break when nothing happens that time decay just ticks away And ASX Spy Futures closed up 58 points, or 0.83 of a percent. We did have a pretty shocking day yesterday, down 110. So it looks like, in theory at least, we will get back Half of what we lost yesterday, the reason it was down 110, we did see a very nasty Dow futures in reaction to that Bank of Japan move on rates, and that was enough to really spook the horses. The market was already quite spooked, but given the Dow did actually close up 92 rather than down the 270 odd that the SPY uh, saw yesterday, uh, we will get a little bit of a rally today. How long it lasts and how committed it is remains to be seen, but certainly Uh, it's uh, a little bit less uh, dire than it was yesterday stock 600 in Europe was down 0.4, FTSE up 0.1 Germany down 0.4, France down 0.4, so nothing very exciting there US 10 years higher again, 3.69% 2 years, 4.26 the Aussie 10 years had a big bounce yesterday and the yield 3.71 after those RBA minutes from Phil Lowe showed that they thought about 50, they thought about 25, and they thought about zero. In the end, they did plump for 25 basis points, but certainly uh, much discussion about what they should do. Looks as if the RBA was in a bit of a dither there. Bitcoin was up 1.9%, and the Aussie dollar 66.77, down 0.4. The US dollar index down 0.7%, which helped the gold price, which was up 30 bucks, or 1.7% the gold, Story is continuing to bubble away. 1817 is the gold price in US dollars. Brent crude though came off a smidgling down 0.6%, 46 cents to 79.83. WTI up 1.2%. So slightly higher for that. US stocks in trade over there. Apple was pretty much unchanged. Meta was up 2.3%. Google up 0.7%. Microsoft up 0.6, Amazon up 0.3, Tesla down 8%, Netflix pretty much unchanged, JP Morgan up half a percent, Citigroup down 0.3, Wells Fargo down 2, Block the Artist, formerly known as Square, was up 1.6, we had ExxonMobil up 1.5%, and we had Ford down 1.8%, so car makers uh, even. Ford not doing so well yesterday on the U.S. market. In commodities, copper was up 0.5. Nickel continues to bounce around, very volatile, up 3.5%. Aluminium up 0.2. Zinc up 2.1. Lead up 1.2. Tonne up 1.8%. And mining stocks overseas. BHP was up 1.2%, Rio up 1.1%. They did have a bit of a fall yesterday. Iron ore slightly better up 1.2%. That's helping those overseas. We also saw Freeport McMoRan up 1.1, Alcoa up 4.2, Glencore up 2.1, Vale up 2.1, Arbamile, Upper James Bond, a 007, 0.07% there. Nothing very exciting there for lithium stocks today which are scratching around trying to find some stability. As far as the US goes, uh, the energy metals uh, banks insurers were some of the standouts. Uh, Retail food home builders suffering autos and EVs were among the laggards. So that was uh, certainly something coming out of the US. Not much data wise from the US, we did get some mixed housing data with starts ahead though still down for the third straight month, but permits down a worse than expected, 11.2%. And, of course, the big news yesterday was the Bank of Japan, and that was they have removed a little bit of an anchor on those global bond yields, and we have seen those yields push higher. Yesterday, REITs tumbled, and our market on the back of those higher 10-year yields from our uh, bond sector. So not, um, not good news for the REIT sector. As far as local news goes today, not a knot around as you would expect. Heading into the last three days of trade before Christmas, don't forget Friday, is a shortened trading period. We do get the Westpac leading index for November and at 11.30 we get some ABS data from tourism satellite accounts. Of course, Penny Wong is in China as well. Today, So that will be in all in all the news after Kevin Rubb was named U.S. Ambassador and the Naked, well, sorry, the National Native Title Tribunal has approved Santos's $3.5 billion Narrabri Gas project, clearing one of the last remaining hurdles for the project. They're going to be drilling around 850 holes in that project. In broken news today, Super Retail Group has initiated market weight at Wilson's, and we have GrowthPoint Property Australia upgraded to outperform from neutral at Credit Suisse. Liontown Resources downgraded to neutral from overweight at Baron Joey, although Macquarie still has a $3.40 price target in 12 months, and they did say securing the power purchase agreement is a key step in the development of the Kathleen Valley project. Voice over internet business Symbio has cut its EBITDA guidance by 25% to 26 million, to between 26 and 30 million. Prior guidance was 36 to 39. So that's not good. City Chic downgraded to Speculative Buy from Positive at Evans and Partners. Called that one well, didn't you guys? That was a massive fall yesterday. Uh, Origin Energy has noted that Brookfield Consortium is now on track to complete due diligence early in the new year. Seems there'll be no Christmas break for some with that one going on. And they've extended the exclusivity period to the 16th of January. BHP also yesterday had their exclusivity due diligence period extended to the 27th of December there. And we have also seen uh, Blue Energy. As reported, the Sapphire 5V and 5L wells have now been commissioned with production testing commencing shortly. Finally, Bathurst Resources was granted an extension consent from district and regional councils for the Rotawara mine. And that's about it today. Although the co-founders and former shareholders are superhero will resume control of the ambitious share trading platform in a management buyout as they've parted ways with the new owner Swift Techs or Swifts, however you pronounce it, amid a regulatory crackdown on crypto firms. That was obviously a marriage not made in heaven. Question of the day today. As we head into 2023, what do you think will be the biggest surprise of 2023 what will be the biggest surprise in 2023 well that's it from me thanks very much for listening and as always may the trading gods be with you hopefully a better day today but certainly santa well and truly not playing the game this year